everybody, and welcome back to the Come Play podcast. On this episode, we will talk about Joseph Martinez signing a five-year extension to stay with Atlanta United. We're going to discuss Kyler Murray, uh, which will be a debate with me and uh, Brendy, and we're going to discuss the steroid error in baseball. Uh, this is episode 17, and with me today are Brendy and Zach. Say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. What's good? <laughs> um and Bobby is not with us this week, but we do have Zach, which means Zach's thought of the week is back. So go ahead, Zach. And Zach's thought of the week is thought. back. Uh, <laughs> this one is very. It's definitely hard to pick sides. I'll say. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's usually I will say it's usually a would you rather question. You know, to get the you know, provoke the thoughts. All right. <laughs> would you rather? Have have to wait until you're really full to take a shit. Like you have to wait until you're like, I got a shit, and then you can go. <laughs> or have a wet dream every night. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> oh, um, right away, I'm probably have to go, gonna go with the shit one because um, I sleep with my girlfriend every night, and I don't want her to be pissed at me. <laughs> Um. So I I don't know. I probably have to go with the. So so what do you mean by like full? Like do you mean like full in the stomach or full in the colon? Full in the colon. Okay. Um. Well, that's pretty much what I do anyway. So I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> See, that could be really bad though, because like you could be in a really awkward situation and that happens. Like at least if you do, if you what you know have a wet dream every night, you know it's gonna happen. Right. Well, yeah, but the- like you gotta like prepare, like you gotta like maybe wear a diaper or like have a pa- um, pair of backup sheets. Like, <laughs> Just wear a condom to bed. <laughs> 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 yes, let's go. That's the answer. Yeah, right that's there. the answer. That's it right there. That's well, yeah, good. but imagine waking up and like the condom is full and it's just fucking leaking. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, it's Dude, I it can't like... be that whole. It can't be that full if it happens every night. <laughs> <laughs> so do you just wake up every morning like your balls are just sore or what? Oh my god, I don't know. Dude, you're not like fucking constantly coming throughout the whole night. <laughs> I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, you act, you be. act like it's like a full like it's not it's 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 not as as. Uh... I'm not trying to have a sex lesson on this podcast right now, but you know it's it's not a full thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, well, it's, it, it could happen. I'm just saying. I mean, if you're doing it every night, there's no way it's full. So could it be like, is it like guaranteed? Like every time you're asleep, or like if you like have sex like right before you go to sleep, will it will it not happen? No, you'll still it still happen. Oh, it's okay. every night. Uh, See, I don't. Know. I don't I see. I just feel like, um, like the whole shit thing. Like you could like feel that, like at the worst time, like in pub, like you could be like on stage or something. Like you know, I don't that's know. what I'm saying. It's relatively painless the wet dream because you know it's gonna happen. So you just go to sleep and you're wake up. You're like, oh, there it is again. <laughs> I don't. I don't know though. I, I've taken like some pretty enormous shits before, and like. <laughs> You know, you don't really have to, like, push it out, you know? So it's not that painful. <laughs> Bro, but, like, you you have to wait until, like, you absolutely cannot hold your shit anymore to shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you still have to wait. 
Yeah, like it's just basically you're like you're not pushing; it just comes out. Uh, I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards the shit, though. I'm definitely leaning toward what dream, and I'm definitely going with what Zach said. Just work on them the better every night. Now you're gonna; it's gonna be very expensive. Um, you know, but uh, oh yeah, that's the thing. You can shit for free. Yeah, but it's also it's it's it could be awkward. Um, it's awkward wearing a condom every night. <laughs> just, just like have a yeah, like a I don't stack think it's of, that awkward. Like if you just have a stack of condoms in your fucking closet, like I I, I don't know. I, if you get to a point where like you're you have someone you sleep in a bed with every night, you're probably already pretty close to that person. <laughs> so you just tell them, dude. Like, yep, hey, this is the I, thing. I, I can't I, help hey, it. Like, I have it. I have this condition. <laughs> I ejaculate every night in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm going with that. that that's, yeah, that's I'm going with the wet dream every night. I'll stay on the fence about it, but I, I'm still leaning towards shit. <laughs> It always comes back to shit and cum on this podcast, <laughs> apparently. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to some actual sports topics and, you know, stuff that doesn't involve shit yeah. and piss. Yeah, nice segue. Uh, yeah, it's great. Um, Joseph Martinez, uh, the striker for Atlanta United, who has broken records since uh, coming to the team, just signed a five-year extension to stay with United. Um I'm going to send it to Brendy because he is the biggest Atlanta United fan I know. Um, not that I know many Atlanta United fans, but Brendy, yeah, what, is, <laughs> what is your opinion on this? Well, I will say I'm not completely surprised just because, um, like I was saying earlier before this, before the podcast, like there wasn't really a whole lot of rumors associated with him, like going to, you know, a, a European team or something like that. Those rumors are you know, mainly, mainly from Miguel Almiron. So I think for the most part, Atlanta United um, was essentially guaranteed. Well, I mean, not guaranteed because, you know, anything had happened, but Atlanta United was um, more, more probable than not to sign them to some sort of long-term deal. And I think Joseph also realizes MLS is probably the best choice for him. If, if he's going to keep, you know, smashing records like that. Um, you know, second, uh, second season of major league soccer, he's got the hat trick record. He broke the, uh, season, season long goal scoring record. And, you know, it's probably just starting from there, but also I'm, I'm sure Joseph's like, he he just loves being in Atlanta. You know, he, the ladies love him. You know, he loves the city. I mean, so it's like, Probably why not? Strip clubs. Yeah. I mean, I mean, going off that point, uh, in a quote um, from Martinez, he said, "This means a lot to me because of the affection that the fans have shown me, um, that the fans show all of our players. It's unique." Um, and, so, so kind of going on that point. And, and I'm actually, I'm actually kind of, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually recently read, uh, I linked it to you like a month or two ago. I, I remember reading a Players' Tribune article that Joseph Martinez wrote, and when he wrote that article, I was basically like, yeah, he's staying with Atlanta United for like 10 years, because <laughs> he made it clear he loves the city, loves the fans, and he's going to do everything he can to um, stay with the team and you know, not just up and you know leave. Right. So, yeah. I think it's kind of along the lines of, obviously, like when, you know, when you have a really good job and like really good people to work with, 
-hmm. even if there's a, another job that's better pay it's like is it really worth leaving because i love this job right uh i mean that's funny you say that that's the exact position yeah that's literally exactly right it right there <laughs> um by the way uh well, one point I wanted to kind of mention, and I know this is such an over-talked about point, but it, it's to me it's worth talking about because I always think it's going to be a discussion. <clears throat> um, Joseph Martinez probably, I mean, I don't say probably, he was, in my opinion, the best player in MLS last year. Do you think, you know, what does this do for MLS? And I know this, I, I know this comes up every time some of this happens, but I, like I said, I think it's worth talking about because um, it's, you know, MLS is still down the totem pole in terms of, um, you know, soccer with Europe and stuff like that. Um, you know, does this, you know, uh, uh, one of the star players of the MLS who could very easily, like, I don't know, like I said, about transfer rumors and stuff like that. There wasn't that much swirling around him, but could easily play for, you know, a big, uh, um, you know, a, mm -hmm. A mid tier to big team, and you know, or like a lower to mid tier ML, um, excuse me, Premier League team, like he could definitely do it. So, what does this mean to MLS for a guy like him staying? Um, so, it, it's it's definitely great for MLS just because uh, I, I feel like I think I feel like fans, you know, uh, that are like centered in the United States, but you know, have only focused on like international play just because you know, there hasn't really been you know, a a huge, you know, league like there, like there is in the Premier League or you know Bundesliga or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you know this signing will, you know, brings them up to that level. You know, that's crazy talk. But I will say, you know, if you're in the United States market and you hear about this South American guy breaking, um, you know, breaking all sorts of goal records and making all these moves, you'll be like, oh shit, I'm gonna turn it on. Then you realize he plays for Major League Soccer in Atlanta United. It's it's like damn, like this this guy can ball. You know, yeah. he's playing in a lower league uh, or lower tier league um, that he's doing great. And I think the and, and this kind of segues into another point. Um, the signing of Pity Martinez also helps uh, with mm -hmm. that kind of growth as well. Uh, coming over from uh, South America, they they just keep on getting those young DPS, and it's working. So. Uh, one last question I'll ask on this topic, um, you know, not li like you said, and I think like a lot of people thought like it, it it's not a total shock here that he stayed, but now the fact that he d does stay and, um, you know, like, like you said, getting Pedro Martinez is in, um, do you think that Atlanta United's the favorite again for next year? Um, I would have to say either Atlanta United or DC United. Because I don't know if you saw, um, I, I I don't know if you saw how DC United played after Wayne Rooney arrived. Mm -hmm. Wayne Rooney basically carried all like other ten players on his back. Yeah, and was and was like, okay, we're gonna go to the fucking playoffs. They were last in the league, I think, when Ray, Wayne Rooney was signed, and yes. like that's and that's about like that's about like half the season right there. And then he gets signed, and then they go on this amazing winning streak, and they look scary in the playoffs. Like there, there's no denying it. And I'm sure you've seen some, hot, you know, hot Wayne Rooney highlights of uh, him so far this uh, Major League Soccer season. Um, I would have to say 
Atlanta United, probably still the slight favorite, but do not sleep on DC United. They, they're they looking scarier, you know, every passing day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, at, at least uh, in terms of Eastern Conference. Um, I feel like Western Conference, it's probably going to be... I, I feel like Western Conference, the team that's probably going to come out is uh, the Galaxy. Excuse me, Galaxy, just because of Zlatan. Yeah, full suit, um, yeah. Either them or um, or Portland. Uh, that that's my Western Conference pick. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I, I think I don't. I, I'm sure they have because that's this is how Vegas usually is. Like, I'm sure the odds have already come out for next year. I, I really don't know. Um, but if if they haven't or when they do, I'm sure Atlanta will be number one. Um, at least you know they they seem like the odds on to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a obviously locking up your best player uh, for another five years um, is a is is really good, and locking up, like I said, a, a player of his caliber uh, in the MLS is awesome. So yeah, I, I I'm looking right now. It actually doesn't even they don't even have the odds yet for um, mm-hmm. for that. So they might be waiting for like the transfers to go through, maybe. Um, yeah. But anyway. Um, Keeping on the MLS trend here, um, some big news for the MLS as Austin FC will be the 27th team in the league's history. Uh, they will start play in 2021. Um, and, uh, you know, as Brendy kind of pointed out in the chat that we're in, um, this basically means that, you know, Columbus um, Columbus is kind of, I, I will just say, I guess, safe. Um, for now, for now, uh, and Sacramento is basically screwed, is how he put it. Um, but yeah, it's a you know it's a huge step, obviously, growing the game and stuff like that. Um, it's you know I will say one the first <laughs> I know this is random, but the first thing I I think of about this team is what the why the fuck is their colors green? Uh, you know, but besides that, it's like good. mint and green. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, not even, like, it's Texas, like, there's nothing green there, it's all fucking dirt and sand, no, I don't know, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, what is your, what is your thoughts on this, getting another team in the MLS? So, uh, pardon, um, so, this, this is actually kind of, I think, you know, when you hear about a city like Austin getting a major league soccer team, you know, what comes to your head, you know, you think of Rooster Teeth, probably, but, <laughs> The biggest, the biggest thing for me, um, I think Austin really deserved uh, a major league soccer team simply because they are one of the biggest TV markets um, in the United States for soccer. Mm-hmm. If you if you looked at the uh, the ratings, um, like you know for for MLS Cup, uh, the World Cup, and you know certain international matches. You'll see Austin is like consistently in the top five, and if not, they're number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's a sign that you know, hey, we're interested in soccer over here. So I think made, I think Major League Soccer did the right thing in awarding them a team. I will say though, um, I don't think the Columbus uh, tr- uh, the Columbus uh, moving rumors are gonna die down. Like this kind of puts like a stop to it for for the time being, but I I know a lot of 
Major League Soccer fans, and I, I know this isn't really about Austin at this point, but many like Major League Soccer fans do not want Columbus to move, despite the fact that they are dead last in attendance every season. It, it seems like it seems like the only fans uh, that do care um, about these moving rumors are are the ones that aren't actually in Columbus. Yeah. Uh, funny enough. Yeah. Um, so this puts a stop to it for now, and. Man, Sacramento, they've been wanting a team for like the past 10 years. They're going to have to wait another like three or four now. So it's yeah. nice to be them. <clears throat> yeah. Um, interestingly enough, uh, the MLS will be the first major league um, to plant its roots in Austin, um, which is kind of crazy because it's such a it's, – it's, It's It's not like, a small city. I, I want to say it's like the uh, – here it is right here, the 11th largest city. Um, in the U.S., uh, so that's kind of interesting, um, you know, point on that. Um, but yeah, it, like I said, it's a huge step, and and you know, I think the uh, city, you kind of pointed it out, yeah, with like you know the the viewership and stuff like that, and it's a big city, and they have um, a privately funded uh, arena coming uh, worth two hundred twenty five million dollars. Um, and uh, it's going to be a twenty thousand seat stadium. So, yeah. I I will say this uh, expansion announcement uh, I was a little surprised about um, just at the time because I thought the only way Austin was going to get a team was by relocation. Um, right. But it's interesting to see now that they got awarded by expansion. So I was slightly surprised, but like I I I'm not surprised that they they got a team. I'm surprised at how they got the team. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I said, I mean, it's uh, you want to grow the game, and getting new teams in and big cities like this will help. And um, you know, I it's it's tough. You know, I, I still think for the immediate future, um, it's the it's going to be tough for the MLS. But look, they're doing all the right things. They're heading in the right direction. Uh, so you know, one day maybe maybe uh, the league does grow to a point where it can compete with European soccer. Um, but and, and again, I know I always go back to that, but you know, it, it's it is worth mentioning. Um, but yeah, uh, Austin FC will be the twenty seventh team, and like I said, they will play in 2021. They should have the RTX event in the new uh, Austin FC stadium, <laughs> right? <laughs> um. All right, so that is it for our soccer talk today. Um, moving on, this one will probably end up being a pretty good debate. Um, so Kyler Murray, uh, quarterback for Oklahoma, um, who was drafted by the Oakland A's, I, I think it was last year, uh, in the first round of the draft. Uh you know, his intentions for the longest time were to go play baseball. And after uh, losing uh, to Alabama this year in the college football playoffs, after the game, uh, you know, well, I, I shouldn't say after the game, but the following weeks, uh, days and weeks, um, he has since declared for the NFL draft. Um, he, you know, won the Heisman Trophy this past year. And uh, like I said, it was, it was something that we – you know, a lot of people had expected him just to go right to the, excuse me, right to the A's, and uh, and and there you go. But yeah, he was picked ninth overall in the 2018 draft by the A's. Uh, now says he's going to declare for the draft. 
Um, Brundy has an opinion on Kyler Murray that I don't agree with. Um, but you know, go go ahead. You you uh you say what you need to say about Kyler. Okay. Kyler Murray, no doubt, is the best quarterback in the Big Twelve. I'm not doubting that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, and for me, I feel like Big Twelve quarterbacks. Um, and uh, you know, I feel like you know Baker Mayfield at, at least has shown. Um, he's definitely shown promise, but then again, you have to remember he plays for fucking Cleveland. <laughs> so any anyone on there can show promise. Um, I I've been having a mixed opinion on Kyler Murray the past few months about whether or not you know he should even bother going into the NFL. Okay, so like just because he like even gets drafted by an NFL team, by no means means that he's going to go play for the NFL. Like. Yeah, he was drawn. He was drafted by the first round by the Oakland Athletics. I, I feel like he almost certainly has to go with that just because of the money, um, all the guaranteed money, and um, all the offers he's going to get. So, I, I would have to say, in terms of Kyler Murray, um, playing playing in the Big Twelve, I'm not sold on Kyler Murray. Um, that he can be a viable. Um, starter in the NFL. The reason for that is simply because I feel like his numbers do not reflect um, how talented or under-talented he really is. Simply because he basically plays, as I like to, as I like to call it, the Orange Cone Conference. <laughs> where, where basically, if you set, like, <laughs> where, you, where you can literally put out orange cones on the defense and, like, they'd be, like, a little bit better. Um, but no, I, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've seen a lot, I've done a lot of research on this and I will say, um, you know, originally I was like hardcore anti Kyler Murray. Um, but more recently I'm not necessarily anti Kyler Murray. I'm more or less just anti big 12 (laughs) and the people coming out of the big 12. Um, I will say Kyler Murray does look great on the field. There's no doubt about that. Um, I, I don't think he, um, I don't really think anyone knows what his true value or potential is, which is why I would be surprised if he went any higher than the fourth round. That see, that's the crazy talk. That's okay. Here's another part though. The quarterback class in this draft is actually like really good. Like it's not it's not loaded, but it's good. Yeah, no, and I get that, but he's he's you know if he doesn't go in the first round, he's, there's no way he goes to the fourth round. Um, I mean, I think he'll probably be a late first round pick, uh, probably maybe early second, but there's no way like fourth round. Um, well, we'll see that. See, that's that's that you know, and again, that is where we disagree because. There are there are there are three quarterbacks I can think of right now, really three or four quarterbacks right now that I can think of that would go uh, before him. Well, Dwayne Haskins is the number one um, quarterback, ranked quarterback right now, and then you have Drew Locke um, as another one. Um, I keep forgetting this kid's name from Duke. Daniel um, Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones. I cannot. I always forget his name. Um, Daniel Jones. Um, so here's the thing. I will say we kind of tuned it down from the discussion we were having before because we were kind of extreme on one side and, you know, 
vice versa. Um, we were kind of both on opposite sides. So I'm not going to sit here and say Kyler Murray is going to go to the NFL and be a superstar and you know win Super Bowls, blah, blah, blah. What I am saying is that he has that X factor that, um, you know, he, he, he can make plays out of nothing. Um, he is very good uh, under, like, you know, when stuff breaks down, he's very good at uh, creating something. Um, now, there is a few concerns about Kyler Murray, don't get me wrong. Uh, the fact that he's 5'9", um, as a quarterback, is not great. Um, and I know, you know, uh, short quarterbacks have, you know, have been successful, Drew Brees and stuff like that. But, you know... I mean, that's just, that's just a shot right there. Um, no, I mean, look, I, 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 it's, I know it's a kind of a cliche thing. Um, and as a short guy, I hate it. But you know, guess what? Like, it's kind of how the world is. I mean, like, it, it, it's, short guys got to stick together, bud. I we got to stick together. Me and Kyler, Tyler and Kyler. Yeah, because then you'll be a little taller. <laughs> Uh, but no, seriously. I mean, like, it, it, like physics-wise, like, f- like physically, like you know, it's 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 better to be a bigger guy, and and as a quarterback, especially, um, you know, being five nine doesn't really help his case. Um, but like I said, I being a dual threat guy that he is, um, you know, four thousand. I think it was he had like over four thousand passing yards and like over a thousand rushing yards this year. Um, you know, you can't. You can't deny um, what he did. And look, I mean, they lost that game to Alabama, but uh, I was watching that game and I was just thinking, man, the only reason they're in this game is because Kyler Murray, um, you know, he, he just, he willed his way. Now, as for the thing, so, I mean, there's things that I disagree and agree with with Brandy's points, but the thing that I that I just can't get over is this whole, like, where he'll go in the draft. So um, I will say if... If he does get drafted in the first round, it'll be by a really stupid team like Miami. <laughs> like, so I'm looking yeah, at right. I'm I'm on Walter Football right now, who does NFL mock drafts all the time. Um, they currently have Kyler Murray going number thirteen, which I think they're fucking smoking. Um, and I was looking at the description, and they're like, "Yeah, the Miami Dolphins are probably going to draft this guy just because they don't know what they're doing." Um, <laughs> but no, so. That like that's what I think it'll take. I think I think the Miami Dolphins draft anyone other than Daniel Jones, they're crazy. But um, so I I don't know. I I I don't think he's go- I okay. You can disagree with this one. If he is going in the first round, he's not going that fucking high. He's not going thirteen. Well, um, I, I, I'm sorry. Do you have the draft uh, up again? Like the teams, the list again. Yes, I do. I want to go through. I know we went through this, I think, last week or the week before. But um, so I know, like, the first team that really would want a quarterback is, I think, five or six, the New York Giants. You know, it's funny. I actually, um, yeah. So yeah, the Giants definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if. Um, don't be surprised. Like, just my opinion. If like. Uh, the Raiders or Bucks take a quarterback as well. No, well, that's what I was going to say. So, um, but Giants for sure. 
So, I mean, the, the Oakland has Derek Carr, and I think I discussed this last week. Oakland has Derek Carr, but there's rumors that they're not happy with him, and I don't know if that's to do with Gruden or not. Uh, but, you know, they might – maybe they take a quarterback. No, maybe not to necessarily take over right away, but to, to kind of keep in, in the – you know, there for a year or something. Um, the Bucks have ha, should draft a quarterback, but they said they're going to stick with Winston again. Um and then you have the uh, you have the Giants, and then what? Give me like the five teams after the Giants. All right, so it starts with the Giants, and then you got the Jaguars, the Lions, the Bills, the Broncos, and the Bengals. And out of those teams, I would say the, the Broncos Jag- are probably the, like the second most likely team to get a quarterback. The the Broncos should draft, and I think they will draft a quarterback. They're going to draft a quarterback sometime in this draft. I don't know if it's going to be the first round, second round, yeah. ninth, not ninth round. I, I have round. the Broncos picking Drew Locke, it, like um, in my personal mock draft. Yeah, I think another team just you might need to be inter- like keep an eye on there is the Jaguars um, with taking a quarterback. Um they seem more like a second or third round uh, quarterback picking team this, yeah, this year. That, yeah, that is true. But so my opponent, like going through this again, is let's kind of keep it count. So definite teams that are like teams that are, are almost certainly going to take a quarterback in the first round. Um, Broncos, Giants, and then we have the maybes and you know the Raiders, Bucks, Jaguars. Um, and then just read like the next five, and then we'll kind of stop it there. But like I said, there's a point I want to make to this. All right. So after 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 the Bengals, the, maybe maybe the Bengals. I don't know. I was um, thinking that, but I'm not. Sure. They they seem set on the meteor like <laughs> mediocre Andy Dalton. So I don't really know. But yeah. <laughs> well, there's no telling just because they they just fired their coach and they just might want a fresh start. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so after the Bengals, you've got the Packers, the Dolphins. Uh, who is projected to pick Kyler Murray. I think right. they'd, they'd be fucking crazy for that. Uh, the Falcons, Redskins, and Panthers. Um, and then out of that list, I would say, so you got the Dolphins who, again, will, you should take a quarterback. And then maybe the Redskins just because, you know, with the injury Alex Smith just had, um, you know, the Redskins are a team, again, I don't know if they'll be a first-round uh, pick, but they, they'll probably take a quarterback. But my point to this is there's te- there's there's teams out there that should that, that are going to take a quarterback somewhere in this draft, and, and if it's a first-round pick, we don't know. But there's teams out there, and, you know, like I said, I think Kyler Murray is, um, I don't know, out of the class, I would say he's probably the – I I don't actually. I want to say if they have rankings on this because I was going to say like, um, I mean Todd McShay does have him as a first round prospect, um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I mean he's kind of like the fourth or fifth option at this point. No, uh, like a quarterback wise, I no. think. Uh, how? He's not, he's not the fourth best quarterback in this draft. Who do you have? See, Haskins, Locke, Jones. Who who else you got? I've got. Sorry, it's fucking. It's my fucking screen froze. Uh, I've got Haskins, Locke, Jones, or and I and I will say I would like maybe switch around Locke and Jones just depending on, um, uh, just 
I guess I guess just depending on on a few factors. Uh, maybe may, maybe lock over Jones just because. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, uh, I'm not entirely sure, but I will say I'm not like that's that's where I draw the line <laughs> for now. Um. I just can't think of any other quarterbacks that like I I I mean Kyler Murray's got to be like like I'm not gonna sit here and say he's the best quarterback out of the draft, but he's... maybe maybe okay. So some okay. I just thought about it. Ryan Finley. Okay. Um. So yeah, I I would I would have to go. Ryan Finley probably is four, and then that's where I draw the line after that. Yeah. Um. I, I I don't know, man. I I, <laughs> I I I wouldn't. Let me put it to you this way: I wouldn't be surprised if Kyler Murray was a first round pick. Um, you know, I, I you're definitely going to disagree there, but uh, I I just I I could see it um, for sure. Now it's interesting because um, you know Kyler Murray has come out and said that he's asked for I think like fifteen million dollars or something for the from the athletics um and you know he's trying to get that extra money out of him to to maybe see if he wants to go there so look um he he is a he is a risk just because of that thing you know that that x factor um he's a risk because you know if he ends up going oh you know what a quarterback we forgot by the way will greer um he was uh one of the quarterbacks that was way up in the the draft uh, rankings at the beginning of the year and kind of fell a little bit, but that's another guy who uh, will be a, a top pick this year, Will Greer, um, out of West Virginia. But um, anyway, um, yeah, I think uh, you know, I think there there is a little bit of of uh, hesitation with taking a guy with a high pick that might not play for you. Um, so we'll kind of have to wait and see. Now uh, he. You know the A's have committed four point six six million dollars to him already, um, and uh, you know he's you know already out here asking for fifteen million and haven't hasn't even stepped on the field yet. So he's uh, I will say he's he's doing a he has got a nice uh, tactic going on here, trying to get as much as he can out of these out of these teams. But um, yeah, I I I just think. Uh, in my opinion, I think he he will go in the first round. Like I said, he might be a later first round pick, maybe early second. But like, I am not even close to agreeing with you about like a fourth round pick. That's I not- I, w- I would pick I I would pick Ryan Finley and maybe someone like maybe not Will Greer, but what about um, Jared Stidham out of Auburn? I don't. I gotta tell you, I do not like Stidham. Um, well, we'll see. I, 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 I was just throwing something around, but no, let, I, let's, I, 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 I don't, I don't mean to move things along, but let's go ahead and move along. Yeah. We've been on here forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's going to be, it, it's going to be a debate between us until the draft happens because we're on the complete opposite sides. Um, a quick one we just want to touch on real quick and we wish Bobby was here for this cause this is kind of his thing, but, um, big news for rocket league is this now cross pat cross play across all platforms um and consoles uh you know playstation xbox uh switch um which and of course pc and stuff like that um you know which is big because you know we we talked about 
a couple months ago about how PlayStation was kind of, you know, it was it was saying, oh, we're all inclusive, like it's all about us, stuff like that. And now we have kind of, you know, all this stuff coming out about stuff like, you know, game the big games being cross platform, um, which uh, you know, it, I've said this before. I'm a very like I do not play Rocket League that often, but when I do, I think it is a fun game. Um, and, uh, you know, it's good to see that they're, they're kind of growing their brand. I know, you know, Brendy and maybe even Zach, like you probably would know this more than I do about, um, you know, it's a pretty big event in the, it's a pretty big game in the gaming community in terms of like events and stuff like that. Like, am I correct in saying that with like a lot of, there's like a lot of tournaments and stuff like that. Um, yeah, there, there is. And I will say. <laughs> something about watching tournaments i don't really um I, I don't know something about tournaments for me is a little lacking just because the players there are so good like they'll make like this amazing move and like it, in the normal play like they'll um like there'll be a sure goal and like but, but like in the tournament like the commentator like barely gets any excitement it's like oh i guess he knows it's gonna get saved despite this amazing move <laughs> and it's it's not until like it's a, like a clear open net where they're like he's gonna score he's gonna score it's like, it's like shit like all right well i i guess I, I guess i can fly around and hit the ball as much as i want and 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 like they'll know exactly what's gonna happen i don't know I, i'm not really intrigued by competitive rocket league yeah, it's cra- they are crazy though, like how good they are. I mean, I um, I, I you know, aerials and stuff are like the biggest part of the game at this point. Like I remember when the game first came out because, um, I wish Bobby was here for this because it's a game I used to play all the time. There's a game for the PlayStation Two called Road Trip. Um, like it was such a it was such a I don't want to say child. It was a childish game, I guess, and it was it was so much fun. It had like cards and stuff. Dude, and, me, me and Zach are the king of child, childish games on PS2. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh fuck uh, you, dude. <laughs> uh, and there's this game, and then there was like game modes in there where you could play soccer with the cards. So when we seen this game, when we seen Rocket League come out, we're like, holy shit! Like th- this is the next thing. So we bought it almost right away. And at that time, everybody fucking sucked. Like there was no such thing as aerials. And like you know, that's when I was like, oh, I'm actually pretty good at this game. Like because I can compete. But once all these aerials came out and these guys fucking um, you know, the professionals and stuff like doing what they're doing, it's it's insane. It, it's like I, I don't I don't get it. Um, but like I said, it's just uh. It's it's just something that um, you know. It's good to see, like I said, cross platform. I'm just thinking in my head. Maybe we have a discussion one time about like old, uh, like old games that we still you know loved and played at the, those uh, times. Crash tag team racing. Nothing better than combining your vehicles into one. Having your friend drive you while you shoot behind you, like just blurred, <laughs> like just spraying a minigun. <laughs> There, uh, the PS2 was where it's at, man. It, it was such a good, uh, it was such a, it's such a good system. I miss it. <laughs> um. Anyway, we'll don't forget on. about the Simpsons Hit and Run, dude. Oh, oh yeah. yes. What, what a, a f- the original Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a game! It really it, like the, the, that's there's just some games that like and and I don't know if part of it, you know, uh, Brendy, I think you brought this up before when I was talking about MW2, like. 
it's it's not such a much a game that's good. It's just that you reminisce. Like I think that's a lot of that. Like you only remember the good parts of games you used to play all the time. I feel right. Like. Yeah. Right. You, it was something like that. So yeah, I wonder how I'm gonna remember NHL nineteen. Um, probably just drinking beer all the time. Well, it's funny you bring up NHL, though, because it's like whenever in our heads, like whenever I'm thinking, you know, of playing NHL, like I only think about like, hey, you know, the the good moments, you know, that we're going to get only good moments tonight. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Okay, for anyone, I just want to say for anyone who's played that game as much as we have should know what kind of bullshit it is filled with. I'm not even going to get into it. If you played it, you know. <laughs> Zach's going to get triggered if he gets into it. Um, no, like, yeah. I don't know. That's something maybe we'll keep for another time, like I said, talking about old video games. But for now, um, we're going to get to our last quick pick, which is a uh, kind of a reaction to um, a... I don't know if it's a poll or what, but basically ESPN put out a graphic on their Instagram is where I seen it, um, where they had the uh, midseason awards uh, uh, predictions for the NBA awards. And this uh, was from who they say are their, their experts. Uh, I don't know how many people that is or, or what, but uh, basically they put out their predictions and I kind of want to go through this because there's a lot of disagreeing in the comments section. Uh, this uh, I screenshotted this a few days ago, um, and it had uh, eight thousand comments on it um, at the time, uh, and that was like put out like you know, like like it was not out for long. Like I'm sure like the comments on it now are crazy, but basically, so I mean, there's a few on here that I think everybody like you know, a lot of people will agree with. I think Luca uh, winning Rookie of the Year is that something you would agree with, Brendy? Um. Yeah, I, I as as much as I hate to say it, you know, as as a Hawks fan, you know, kind of trading him for Trey yeah. Young. And with that said, Trey Young's been balling too. But I'm just I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I, I would have to say Luca probably my uh, pro- probably my top pick at, for Rookie of the Year. Yeah, um, I do know. Um, I I personally think Trey Young is severely. Um, I, I think he's severely overlooked. Um, just because um, he hasn't, I don't. He hasn't played all season, uh, and he hasn't really showed his true potential, in my opinion. But he's had he's had a lot of good games. Uh, I would probably have to go with Luca one, and then maybe someone like, um, <clears throat> man, it, it's hard to tell because it's it's kind of like Luca, and then everyone else at this yeah. point. I'm trying to right. think of a one, two, and three, but I can't even think of a two or a three. Right. Um. <clears throat> I probably uh, may, maybe someone like uh who's that guy from uh I can't even think of his name uh oh uh Wendell Carter maybe him right yes I mean <clears throat> like I said I think you you kind of hit on it with it's it's Luca and everybody else so I think a lot of people agreed with that. Um, and then like the other ones being like coach of the year being, uh, um, I'm going to, I know this name and I'm going to mispronounce it anyway, Mike, uh, Budenholzer, uh, yep. that's how you say it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of people would have him with the season the Bucks are having, um, you know, by the way, just want to put it be out a second there. coach of the year award if you were to win it. Yeah. By the way, I just want to put this out there. I, I don't 
yeah, we never released it, but the NBA preview, I had the Bucks being, uh, I think, the two seed in the East, I want to say, behind the Raptors. So I predict them to have a good season. You know, whatever. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, but, and, uh, and you know, Defensive Player of the Year, um, I don't really put, you know, obviously it's a big award. I'm not taking anything away from it, but that that's something that I feel like it's a little bit harder to be like, yeah, it's definitely this guy. But they have Paul George. But the two that, uh, what I'm trying to get to here, I'm kind of dragging out the two that I don't know if I agree with or not. So we'll go to the smaller one first, and then we'll go to the big one. So they have uh, six man of the year right now being Lou Williams. Um, I don't That's agree. a piping hot take. Yeah, I would say, I would say my six man is probably D Rose. Um, you know, I'm looking at the stats now. Now Lou Williams averages 18. Uh, points a game, um, and uh, you know that's uh, D Rose is uh, D, they're they're basically the same. D Rose is at eighteen point eight, Lewin's at eighteen point six. Um, well, at least one of them tries to play defense. Yeah, that that was uh, a <laughs> that was Brandy's point. Um, I don't know. I mean, and I don't know if this is a bad thing or not, but like I almost feel like with D Rose, like it's almost a feel good story. Like give it to him, man. Like I know it's not that's not what it's about, but he's had such a good year. He's been a great six man, and kind of coming back from all he's been through, um, and and just how he's played. Like, I mean, he's been phenom- He's been he's been very good this year. He's been uh, a good. You know, I I was on the train that I think. When D. Rose was in his prime and not injured, I think he was one of the best players in the league. But with all the injuries and stuff like that, I was on the on the side where, you know, he's done and stuff like that. But look, I mean, he's come back and had a, a resurgent season. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would give it to him. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but, you know. Um, I will say it's funny. You mentioned Lou Williams. I don't even think Lou Williams is a conversation. I think it's Derrick Rose. Um and DeMontis Sabonis. Those are my top two. Right. Um, yeah, I, like I said, my and Rose. But the one that everybody's talking about, and I kind of the reason I brought this up, and look, I'm not taking this away from uh, this player because he's having a phenomenal year, but uh, Giannis uh, was the number one for MVP. And again, not taking it away from him because he's probably, you know, if he's not one, he's two. But the fact that, James Harden was not number one is kind of insane to me. Um, mm. I, 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 you know, and you kind of brought up a point that, you know, the NBA doesn't like giving back-to-back MVPs. Um, but just, I don't know how you can't give it to Harden. I, I, w- I will say I think it's stupid that they don't like giving back-to-back MVPs. But So I guess I'm just being a little bit realistic here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm be like yeah, like he probably deserves it, but I feel like if it's between Giannis and James, like Giannis is probably gonna get it, unless right. unless like unless James just breaks out and basically has a Russell Westbrook the rest of the season gets so, a triple double. So Harden right now uh, sits at 34 points a game, 34.8 points a game, uh, leading the league, and in second is Steph at 29.5. So he's got a huge. That that's a that's a significant like separation right there. Yeah. Um, you know that that that's kind of you know insane right there. Um, I and I know like that's 
it's only point you know it, it's points and stuff like that and they look at other stuff but I, like that that right off the bat just kind of jumps off the page um you have him there and then Giannis is at 26.4 again um mm-hmm. so that's you know like i said that's kind of the first thing that that jumped out for me um you know he's he's on like some kind of crazy streak right now and and like i said you probably know more than me he, he's like had 30 plus points and like a lot like it's been I don't know how many consecutive games, but it's been like a an absurd amount. Um, you know, I I just think that, like I said, how do you not how do you not give it? I mean, he's eight point six assists a game. Um, you know, he, he's and now everybody's gonna say about how bad he plays defense, but you know that, that's his mo is offense. Like I don't I don't know what are, what are your thoughts on this? Like I said, I I think Carden like you it's almost like you can't like you gotta give it to him. If it was up to me, I would, I would, I would put number one Harden, number two Giannis, and number three whoever. So, so, but but here's my thing though, I don't think James is gonna win it just because of what I mentioned. I mentioned this just a second ago, but something that's very popular with the NBA media, which is MVP fatigue. Right. Um, that's I think that's what the official term for it is, um, and that's really the only only reason I can think of. Now, I, if now if if I'm picking MVP and like I had a vote, I'm picking Harden because the guy the guy is almost like not quite, but almost having a, another transcending season. I I would also argue Harden should probably have one more MVP. Um, uh, I think yeah. I think he should have got MVP back in. 2013 24 uh back in the 2013-14 season right um that would that would be my pick for him um but i think steph won it that year um he did yes yeah so which i thought was fucking crazy i think the nba media like they're very inconsistent with picking their mvps um they you know one year they they say it's best player on best team and the next next year they're saying uh no, it's just the guy who plays the best all season. And then they're like, okay, well, Russell Westbrook is having a historical season. It's like, make up your fucking mind, dude. Be, yeah, because I don't care who you pick for, really, as long as you're consistent with your views. Right, but they're clearly inconsistent. Right, <clears throat> it's it, it, and it, I will say this: it's not only in the the NBA. It's the same thing in the NHL. It's like, is it the most valuable player to the team or is it the most valuable player to the league? Like, you know, stuff like that. Like it's always a debate. So it's well, not part of it's, it's all about marketing too. I mean, that factors in as well. Well, yep. that, I mean, it, it's just, <laughs> I just, I just don't know how you don't give it to James Harden at this point. And like, again, I know this is just mid season predictions from some ESPN guys, but look, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I just think it's crazy. It's crazy that it's not him. I, he's been uh, the best player all year um, for me. Um, like I said, just overall, um, that, like it's just he's always. Yeah, like I said, I if 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 Brian, if you can look it up for me real quick, like he's on some streak right now of like thirty plus thirty point consecutive games, and like it's something like I, I don't think I've ever seen before. I mean, that's um, that's gonna be kind of hard to look up. I do know, um, I do kind of know what you're talking about. Um, let's see. It says he scored. Let's see. 
He had 17 straight games with 30 or more points, which is the longest streak since Wilt Chamberlain had 20 yeah. straight games. So he still he still has you know uh, he's still behind Wilt in that sense, but I mean he could definitely pass him. Yeah, I was gonna say because he's still on the streak. Um, right. It's just like I said to me, and and you know I haven't watched a whole lot of basketball this year, but I I try to keep up with all the sports as much as I can. Um, but you know you always see uh, you just always you, you just look at the stats and you're just like how can you not give it to him? Um, you know I like I said he's my he's my pick if I had a vote uh, I. I'd probably have Giannis two, and then <sighs> realistically, it's between it's between Harden and Giannis. But if I did have a three, maybe <sighs> I don't know. Well, that, that's how the NBA works. You have a first, second, and third place vote, and it's like yeah. a system. Yeah, I mean, I I would maybe maybe Steph or I don't know. It's and maybe Anthony Davis actually. He might be a, a, yeah. A, that's not a bad thing for me, but anyway, the brow. Um, uh, <laughs> the brow. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll kind of move on, but it, it's something I did want to, I actually had as a topic to maybe talk about in the future of the MVP race. Um, but, you know, I seen this come out the other day and it's like, that that's insane to me. Like how, how he's, how they don't have Harden number one. But anyway, we are, we'll get into our big topics here. Um, we we had a discussion last week that I, I think was hands down our best discussion uh, on the podcast about the Hall of Fame. You know, we'll classify somebody to be a Hall of Famer, and I I want to have more discussions about you know random sports topics. Maybe not necessarily like the latest news and stuff like that, but just general topics about stuff. So today I want to have a discussion about the steroids era in baseball. Um, you know, it, it's uh, notorious. Uh, and well-known era in, in the baseball world. And, um, you know, I kind of just wanted to have a discussion uh, to basically see, you know, what we all thought about, uh, you know, what side we're on and stuff like that. Um, now, I know uh, I've been doing this a lot, this podcast, but I will start with you, Brendy, because being probably the most knowledgeable about baseball here. Um, you know, what what is your thoughts? Uh, just give, like, a general you know, thought about the error and we'll kind of get into a discussion from there. All right. <clears throat> All right. So the steroid era, no doubt, like probably the biggest era in the history of baseball, you know, yeah. baseball as, um, well, I mean, they, I mean, they already were before, but this kind of solidified, um, it essentially made them, uh, a force to be, um, a force to be reckoned with because originally it was, it was kind of, it, it was originally just a sport for, um, for outsiders in, in a way, um, mm-hmm. or not, not necessarily outsiders, but like a specific group of people. Um, and the steroid era comes, comes by viewership skyrockets. Uh, you got these, um, 300 pound men that are like all muscle. <laughs> and like in like a little bit of like head, um, yeah, <laughs> and and they they're just going out there and um and you know hitting balls out of the stadium, which uh which you know obviously caused viewer uh, viewership to go up. It caused a major interest in the sport, um, and the steroid era only continued to grow, uh, which which in my opinion surprised me a little bit because. 
today, if I'm watching a sport and I see a 300 pound, like muscle guy, like, you know, step up to the plate, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of turned off by it in a, in a way <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I don't like, I, I can't, I can't relate to this muscle dude. Um, <laughs> wait, and, and that, and that's, that's, it's kind of a funny point. Like, um, someone like Steph Curry, like mm-hmm. he kind of looks like a normal guy, but he yeah. can like he can outduel you know LeBron James on the court. That's right. why a lot of people like Steph Curry. Um, and it, 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 but I guess baseball it it kind of worked you know the opposite way. You know, here's this guy that looks nothing like me, and I'll look nothing like him. I, <laughs> uh, but no. So the steroid era in baseball, you know, definitely one of the most exciting times to watch the sport and be a fan. But it, it, that comes with its, you know, down downturn. Though, right? I'm not. Right. A, I'm not a fan of steroids in baseball. Um, I know a lot of people are like, "Let's bring back the steroid era." I'm like, "Are you fucking crazy?" <laughs> um, I actually heard someone uh, talking about how. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know how credible this is. So you know, take it with a grain of salt. Do your own research. All that shit. <laughs> um, I, I heard that. There were certain MLB players that were essentially microdosing steroids so they couldn't be caught on a drug test. Basically, what wow. they would do is they would take like a like a tiny bit in like the sixth or seventh inning of a game, so that by the end of the game it would be out of their system. That's crazy. Wait, are you talking That's... like you're talking in the steroid era or like like you know now? Like uh, I, one of the I, names I one of the names I heard of people that were doing that was Alex Rodriguez. Oh, of course. Well, Alex Rodriguez does like well, more I know he's, steroids. Uh, yeah, I know he's already like been caught for steroids, so I, that's why I brought hit his name because it's not like yeah, he's not already guilty. I mean, that's yeah. interesting. Um, I mean, I guess my whole thing with it is, uh, <laughs> I mean, this is obvious, but from a health perspective, this is like a terrible, a terrible thing. However, um. You know, not that I was born in this in this time. Well, I was born during this time. I wasn't watching sports during this time. But like, you know, it 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 did make for some increased offense and some you know awesome baseball. Now, is it? It's 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 just funny because sometimes like steroid era for me is like it's almost like um video game baseball, I guess. Like, you know, you have, like, Mark McGuire, um, who, you know, had uh, – he I think he hit, like, 50 – I want to say, like, 52 home runs or something in uh, the 94 season um, when he was, like, the year uh, – oh, I'm sorry, it was 96. I'm, so I'm looking at that. So uh, this is from ESPN, by the way. So in 1996 with the, the athletics, uh, McGuire hit uh, 52 home runs, which led the league. But the thing about it is he missed part of the season. So, like, that was 62 home runs and, like, not even a full season. Um, you know, then you had, you know, 61. And then, yeah, obviously, the record now was, uh, what, 70? It's 72. So, I, I think, think it's, 72. yeah, 72. Um, again, I mean, it, it, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with the people that are like, bring it back. You know, that was the best baseball. Like, look, it's it's unrealistic. It's like kind of dumb stuff, but um, you know, it, it did make for some good baseball. Now, the point that I kind of want to bring up is now 
with the the drug program that the MLB has installed and stuff like that, like you know, obviously all that stuff is illegal. But back in the day, technically it was it was legal. So like it wasn't it wasn't like you know they weren't doing anything wrong before like you know this stuff came in. I mean, is that like? you guys aren't saying anything so i want to say like you're not agreeing but technically i mean they're they're not really i just i just want to get your point or i I just want to hear your point i i I mean you know there there was a time where where stories were not a ban like you know there was there wasn't like a banned substance list like it is now so you know technically what they were doing wasn't illegal um now if they did this now if they did this in the, the era now yeah obviously they're gonna get suspended for it but what they were doing back in the day was not illegal so is there like what year was it made i guess illegal uh, i i want to say it was it was uh i can look that up real quick but i'm pretty sure it was like either late 90s or early 2000s i think it was like early 2000s well i feel like eventually if people like if they allowed steroids, it would get to a point where everyone would be on steroids, and then we'd just be right back to where we are. Right. Um, 2003 uh, was the year uh, that that steroids were banned in baseball. But, you know, you're talking about Mark McGuire and stuff like that. You know, um, you know Barry Bonds and uh, all, these, all these guys that were fucking incredible. Um, Sammy Sosa, like all these guys, they they technically played in a time where it was legal. Like there was there was nothing stopping them. Um, so you know, <laughs> all these guys saying, "Well, oh, it, it's terrible that they did these substances and stuff like that." I mean, they didn't do anything wrong for the time period. Again, now if you did it now, yes, it's it's illegal. But at the time. Um, they were they were doing what they were allowed. Uh, like I said, it made for some fun baseball. I mean, you know, Brundy said it perfectly. I mean, guys were hitting balls out of the stadium, um, <laughs> which is which is just insane. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I don't think it's realistic for like people to say you know bring it back now and stuff like that. But you know, it did make for to make for some good baseball. I for an off from an offensive perspective, I should say. But yeah. So here's my question, though. Mm-hmm. Let's say steroids are banned in the year 1999, mm-hmm. um, and you have a player. Okay, who would you say was the face of the steroid era? Easily, Barry Bonds, right? Yeah, Barry. But I, yeah, I mean, you're. I think the top three were Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, and Sammy Sosa, probably. But yeah, I would say Barry Bonds. Right. Um. So, here's here's my thing. Um, Barry Bonds, you know, he was involved. Um, he he was involved in what is famously known as uh, the Bogdo scandal. Yep. And so were a lot of uh, other players. But uh, basically, if you don't know, what the Bogdo scandal was it was a report um, released. Uh, by the Bay Area Laboratory Cooperative, which is, which is essentially, um, they they marketed something called uh, tetrahydro, uh, gastro- I don't know how to pronounce that. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll link you the Wikipedia article about it. 
Uh, but basically, um, Bongo, as in, uh, they marketed a uh, performance-enhancing steroid, which was undetectable by doping tests. Mm-hmm. And um, it, 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 first, it first came to notice that Barry Bonds may have been a part of this scandal um, when one of Barry Bonds' trainers uh, was basically indicted by a grand jury. Yeah. Um, and he had a, he had a list of the uh, other players that were associated with the Baco scandal. And I should say, like there was this didn't necessarily mean that Barry Bonds took steroids, um, but but a deal was struck down where basically the trainer uh, and anyone associated with it did not have to release their names. So Barry Bonds has technically never been confirmed to even taken steroids, but it's essentially all but confirmed. Yeah, I mean, he's done it, but I mean, yeah, you're right. Technically, uh, you know, he he hasn't, but yeah, I mean, everybody knows that 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 man took steroids. Um, right, and it, it's that's actually a really interesting story though because it's like Barry Bonds. I personally think Barry Bonds. I don't think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. You mm-hmm. can you can you can cut my throat for that. But I'm just saying he has been and and I, and I will say about this like I my opinion for this I will say I'm a little inconsistent about this because like I do feel like if you've basically played in the steroid era like your whole career then like maybe you deserve like some short, some short of excuse me some sort of shot of getting in but mm-hmm. like something uh i i guess Barry Bonds um he had essentially used this thing to gain a supreme power advantage and you there's this very interesting or th- this very uh, famous clip of him where um the San Francisco Giants are down by like two or, or they're down by like a run or two and the bases are loaded and Barry Bonds comes up to the plate, and the pitcher decides to walk him, <laughs> yep, uh, and like give the Giants a run. And then what happens in the next batter? Strikes him out, and the other team wins the game. Right. Just, just imagine having that kind of ferocity, that kind of power, where you'd rather give up a, a run than one swing of a bat to this man. Yeah. So. You know, you kind of talked, you kind of brought it up for a second, and and I want to get into this conversation too about the whole Hall of Fame thing. And and I know we had a really good discussion last week about the Hall of Fame. Um, and maybe you know we could have brought it up then, but let's bring it up now to these guys that had gotten, you know, ha- have basically been confirmed that they were doping and stuff like that. Um, back when it was legal. Do they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame still? Uh, my opinion is, um, yeah. Now, I, I, I'm going to say that, and I will say some, another point in a second. But, yeah, I, I think they deserve to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame um, because, like I said, and I know I keep saying it, but it was it, there, there was nothing wrong with what they were doing back when they were doing it. Um, now, again, it's tough because – the point I want to make is, um, does it, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like now with the, the with the players now that nowadays like they're 
them getting in the Hall of Fame is going to be different than the guys that were getting, you know, that played in the 90s because it's such a different game. The, the guys in the 90s were hitting bombs and, you know, now the game is very different. It's very, it's much more tactical and stuff like that. They're, the game is different. Now, you know, there's obviously going to be guys in this era that still get in, but the the guy getting in the Hall of Fame when you played in the '90s is much different than getting in now. Is basically what I'm trying to say because guys were hitting 70 home runs. They're, you know they'll get in the Hall of Fame, but you know you're never going to see that again in this era. You're, you're never going to see a guy hitting 70 home runs in a season. It's just not. It's not going to happen. I will say, people who vote on that Hall of Fame stuff, they almost seem to like want to forget that era entirely. Yeah. I, look, I mean, yeah, and and it's it's <laughs> that's the thing about it. Now, is there a bias uh, against that? You know, I yeah, I think there is. Uh, you're right. I mean, they they kind of do want to forget it, but look, I mean, it's a part of it. it, it it's 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 it made the sport. Um, I don't want to say it made it popular, but it definitely grew the game a lot because of what was happening in the game and. You know, you can't you can't deny what happened in the past. It, again, it's a is it illegal now? Yes, but at the time it wasn't. So, you know, it's it's just kind of it's it's a part of your history, and I don't know why they kind of act like that with the Hall of Fame community. But yeah, I mean, um, in my opinion, guys who were caught um, when it was you know or not caught, but were doing it when it's were doping when it was legal, I think they should get in. Zach, what's your take on that? Do you get got anything to add? I mean, I'm I'm kind of with Tyler uh, in that the guys who were doping when it was legal should get in just because I mean everyone could have done it. It was fair game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's really all I'm saying. I mean, anybody could have done it, but they didn't. Right, and granted, there's risk that comes with that, you know. Your balls get smaller. <laughs> yep. I'm just kidding. I don't even know if that's true, but it definitely is. <laughs> but there's definitely has to be like negative health effects associated with I, uh, using I, steroids like that. I mean, all everything aside. I mean, never heard of sport, rage. Yeah, I mean, everything aside from the sport aspect of it. You know, I'm not taking anything away from steroids are awful for you. Like health wise, it was terrible. I'm yeah. not taking anything away from that, but like you know, it, you're you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like it was fair game; anybody could have done it. Like if you wanted, if you wanted an advantage, you took it. Like because yes. you could. If you didn't take it, that's like I hate to say it because we're talking about steroids, but it's almost your loss that you didn't that's, take them. That's the other side of the argument, though, is that it's terrible for your health. You don't want to put that into your system. You don't want to risk being unhealthy at a later age because you. Want to be the best in the MLB? That's, right. That's the other side of the argument. That's why I would argue that they shouldn't be in because, you know, you have guys that don't care that just want to get doped up, and then other guys that are, you know, want to play well but still want to take care of themselves. Right. So, I, I, I yeah, it, it's, it's, um, how do I word this? I mean, it's almost like two different categories because, like, it, it's. Yeah, it's it was a performance enhancing, and that's the big thing about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's fair game. But then you do have that other side to it, where it is like a health risk and stuff like that. And if you weren't taking it, like if you weren't taking it, it doesn't make you a, like a bad person or something. So but. here, this is kind of the last point I want to make. So 
a guy like Barry Bonds, who holds the all-time home run lead, um, he's like maybe like just just a few home runs over Hank Aaron. But obviously, uh, Barry Bonds has played in the steroid era, and there's this argument, you know, if he didn't take steroids. Okay, I would say if he didn't take steroids, he wouldn't be the home run leader because he's only ahead by like you know, uh, just a few home runs. Um, so yeah, I'd probably agree with that. So my question is, if a guy has confirmed, so if a guy has taken steroids before, confirmed, and he gets in the Hall of Fame. Should his achievements be redacted? Like, not, not like, I, I should say, like, should we consider, like, okay, let's say Barry Bonds gets in the Hall of Fame. Should we still, like, consider Hank Aaron the home run king? Um, because personally, no. like, I, I, like, as a Braves fan, I still think Hank Aaron is the home run king, but like, they should I just break it up into two, two Hall of Fames, but the that, regular that, Hall of Fame and the steroid Hall of Fame. <laughs> that, you know, it's funny you bring that up because people actually do say that, and like, like, as a like, realistically, and I, you know, like I said, I, 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 they didn't, <laughs> they, they, technically, they didn't, they didn't do anything wrong, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, and, and, you don't necessarily know. I mean, look, I'm kind of just not that I'm speculating, but I'm kind of just putting this out there. You don't know the guys before, you know, these guys, you know, the Maguires, the Bonds of that, like, you know, those guys could have been doing it, you know, stuff as well. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's tough for, I, I don't think you can separate them. Like I said, it was part of the game. Um, I don't think you can separate them, and I and I don't think you should take away from what they did because you know they they doped. Um, you know the MLB made it, it; it was not illegal. They made it legal. You know you can't say you know, and that was at the time. You can't now say, well, oh, you you did something that now is illegal. You can't be in the Hall of Fame, like. You know, like I, I know, I keep saying it over and over again, but they, you know, I'm just trying to get the point across where they they didn't do anything wrong. So, um, so you okay? So, just just a quick question: You would say Barry Bonds is is the home run king? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I I, I acknowledge that he was definitely on uh, steroids. <clears throat> excuse me, when he did it, but um, you know, I I, I think there I think there's no doubt that. I, you know Barry Bonds. I I I don't know. I I will say though, it, it's it's very it sours me as an Atlanta Braves fan just because it should be Hank Aaron's award in my opinion, but it's like not gonna be. Mm-hmm. But I I agree. Yeah, I mean I I do I do see the point you're making though. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I mean I think. Uh... I, I guess like a you know they're not they they weren't doing anything like yes now it would be called it, it's cheating um nowadays but again as Zach said it was it was fair game um and uh you know and, and kind of going back to like I said before and it, it's so bad because when we're, we're talking about steroids and and we now all the things we know that that can do to your body but it was. You know, people will argue it was the best error in baseball because of how you know how how good the game was offensively and stuff like that. Um, I think you know there's a lot of guys in that era that are going to get uh, a lot of shit 
for what they did, but you know, I I, I personally believe that um, you know at the time they were doing it, uh, it was it was fair game, um, and you know they were they were allowed to do what they do now. If they do it now, obviously, you know the rules say that that's now cheating. Um, but look, I, I yeah, I'm I'm on the side where I think that uh, they they you know a guy that did it when he was allowed to do it is uh is good for me and i think like you know hall of fame wise and stuff like that he should get in um even if you know it's confirmed that he took the steroids um but i mean that's kind of I, I don't know i mean i i know uh zach said he kind of sides with me how about you brandy i mean i i think <clears throat> well i, I actually i, I want to i actually want to say i'm on the fence about it but i'll yeah. ask brandy okay yeah, so I was just I was just gonna say like I disagree, um, but I will say unlike the Kyler Murray argument, you make some pretty good points. Um, <laughs> so okay. I, so uh, I'll I'll just say like my like I haven't really changed my stance on it, but I will say you know good discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Zach, go ahead. Um, and I will say maybe I will I will say really. Like I'm, I'm probably like the most biased one here, but mm-hmm. that, but that's okay. At least I acknowledge my bias. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just kind of last thing I want to say, like so, like we said, yes, it was fair use at the time. And back to what I was saying about how the steroids definitely had negative health effects. So yes, it was fair game, fair use, all that stuff. But legally, yes, fair game, but not really if you really look into it because. You know, you can't take steroids like that and be healthy. So it's not. You just have the guys that don't give a fuck about taking care of themselves versus the guys who want to live a long life. Yeah, I mean, so, there's there's two kinds of people. There's the guys that don't care and want to be the best that they can be. And then the guys that are like, well, I want to be the best that I can be. But look, <laughs> I'm yeah, not destroying not worth, my body. Yeah, it's not worth, you know, steroid use, degrading your body, having small balls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but I, I guess I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm like this for almost every argument. Um, like I can see the other side of it, but personally, for me, I, I would say, um, I, I would say that I'm on the side that, uh, that you know, they. I mean, if we're talking from the point that if they get in the Hall of Fame, I think they should get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, as a general um, discussion, you know, do I think the star error should come back? Absolutely not. But um, I think, like I said, it, it was fair game at the time. And, uh, and yeah, we will kind of move on from there. Um, another good discussion. Like I said, I like having these discussions about uh, – kind of just random sports things. But uh, for now, we will move on to Brendy's In Case You Missed segment. Uh, Back again. So, yeah, go ahead with that. So in case you missed it this week, boys. All right. So, uh, would you guys say that you are fans of Star Wars? I'm a I'm more casual than casual other people. Fan, yes. yeah, casual I'm, fan, yes. Yeah, casual fan. Like like you'll like watch the movies and enjoy it, but you're 
fan. Yeah, I would I would say that, yes. All right. So, what what were what would you say if uh I were to tell you that Star Wars uh originally had, or not Star Wars, excuse me, EA had planned to make an open Star Wars world, an open Star Wars game like GTA style. That'd EA's going to make it. Well, let, let, so what would you think about that though? I mean, that'd be well, pretty I'll, 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 I'll get I'll get I'll get I'll get to the, I'll get to the story in a second, but um, so what would you think about that? Uh, if he is making it, no. If any other, <laughs> literally any other gaming company, yeah, I'll try it out. <laughs> um, I think it'd be pretty sick. I mean, like, I, like I said, I'm a casual fan. I think that'd be cool. Like, you know, there's there's some people that are hardcore Star Wars fans, so like, I'm sure they would enjoy that more than I would. But yeah, I think it'd be cool. All right. Well. Uh, so semi bad news, and by semi I mean terribly bad news for those <laughs> Star Wars fans. Um, so this discussion, or this was announced back in 2017, and it, it was basically a com- confirmed in development as an open world Star Wars game. Um, not, I, I couldn't really find what the name of it was going to be, um, but essentially, uh, it was announced yesterday that EA has decided to completely scrap the idea. Mm. So this game is no more. It was going to be, I believe it was going to be, <coughs> excuse me, it was going to be published. Um, it, it, it was announced along, alongside the shutdown of uh, Viscaral Games, which I'm sure you guys may have loosely heard of before. Yeah, yeah they made Dead Space. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, uh, and they were, they were, um, Viscaral was essentially planning on, uh, you know, kind of publishing it and uh, making it its game as well. Um, but you know, with with uh, their company essentially shutting down, it has been decided that Star Wars, this open world game, is going to be shut down with it. Hmm. So e- I'm not e- even disappointed. EA... EA had EA had plans to like continue it, but it was announced yesterday they were like, no, like, like we're we're scrapping it. So I think it's a cool concept, but <laughs> Zach is so anti it's EA. EA man, like, <laughs> it's not. It, well, dude, it's not even that. Like, look at how you know. Remember how like hyped up the Battlefront games were? Yeah, yeah. And then basically, all it was was Battlefield with a Star Wars theme. Yeah, I mean, well, it wasn't look at Battlefield down, Five yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was complete trash, and then they hoard everyone with microtransactions. Like, dude, you you have to, you completely just alienated the entire Star Wars community by doing that because you don't fuck with Star Wars like that. <laughs> I will say this: that I, I agree with you there. I mean, EA is like notorious for the microtransaction, um, which good for them. I mean, I guess they're making a ton of money, but that's just not my thing, and I, I think it's dumb. I. I yeah, like you know, the game is sixty dollars, and you got you know, and I'm these people can afford it, but you know, the YouTubers that are spending it on you know, in terms of like uh, the sports games, like the Ultimate Team packs and stuff like that, they spend like 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 getting you know, you spend a hundred dollars, you get like shit for it, like you don't get any good players, like people are spending like thousands of dollars and getting like absolutely trash. I was about yeah. to say like, so it, it's almost like. Especially for like certain like shooters like Battlefield or whatever, it's almost like you have to buy like the ultimate like ultimate platinum. You know, yeah. I don't want to buy all that crap, man. Like sixty dollars is already a pretty you know big price tag for a game. Remember, yeah, that's remember discussion, but 
I don't want to, have to spend another sixty to one hundred dollars to enjoy the game. Yeah, I was about to say. You remember back when, like, you would pay like sixty dollars and get like the full game and everything that came with it. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, yeah, like you would have like DLC, like in Call of Duty, but it's like that was like I feel like that was kind of understandable. Yeah, like I, I I'll, I'll take DLC. I don't like microtransactions. I mean, they, but Zach's right there. They kind of destroyed Battlefront with this because um. Uh, and and don't quote me on this. I, I don't know if you guys really played that because I I really didn't. But my understanding is that yeah, you basically had to buy, you basically had to do microtransactions to get certain characters and stuff in the game. And um, you know he that's they it's just it kind of ruined it because, game. because yeah. people didn't want to do that. Um, and, and it kind of, like I said, ruined it. Um, so and it's not even, it's not even just the microtransactions. That's part of it. Like they, they released the same game year after year and be like, well, why did it not do well? Cause like you literally made the, you copy and pasted battlefield one to battlefield five. Like that's yeah, all you and did. Like, and like change like, the guns, you like change the maps. The that's it. Games. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, like I said, I mean, you know, this is a discussion for another time with EA, but yeah, I think uh, it's a cool concept, but you know, I, let the right people make it. And I don't know if EA is the game. You know, EA does what they do with the sports games and stuff like that. But you know, I don't want to have microtransactions for like a free, like a GTA style game. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just me. I'm just so, saying, man. How's like how's Battlefield Five like any different than Battlefield Three, other than how it looks? Battlefield yeah. Three was the best Battlefield. Changed my mind. Um, right, because it was the first one of that yeah. type, and then they just kept making the same thing over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. Because they had like Bad Company Two or whatever, and then they yeah. put out Battlefield Three a few years after that. Battlefield Three, and they're like, like, oh, Battlefield Four, Battlefield One, Battlefield Five, ba- Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. I will say, like, literally all the I, same I game. Just, I just remember like playing Battlefield Three with you guys, and like. One of my favorite map, Operation Metro. Yeah, I I just remember like go, go like going into like that underground subway or train station or whatever, just with the sniper rifle and just sniping people. Like that that was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, right. But Battlefield Three was such a good game. EA was just like, all right, we don't need any new ideas for the next ten years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. Like I said, uh, maybe I mean we might be a little bit more biased with the. With what was happened with us We're EA, but EA, yeah, yeah. So, would you guys say if you know if it was still going to be published by Viscaro Games, would you like at least be somewhat intrigued? Maybe. I mean, I, I'd have to try it out just because Visceral made a. Is it Visceral? Have I, I think it's Visceral. Oh, yeah. right, my bad. I they, I, they made the Dead Space games. Obviously, I was very impressed with those. I mean, I have all three downloaded on my Xbox right now, but. I mean, I yeah. would be less hesitant to try it if it was made by Visceral, but that's not possible, obviously, because there's not a company anymore. Right. And EA just has such a bad track record of making like disappointing fans that I just right. I mean, and this is this is kind of one one disappointment that went under the radar. You guys may have heard about this though. So the Sims Four, um, obviously, like they release expansion packs and like DLC all the time. Right. Um. So. And Rachel May can be kind of um, I don't know where she at where she is, but I was actually going to get her take on this. Um, 
you guys so they so they released um the sims 4 pets uh essentially they released it unfinished mm. um and like a month or two later they released a um they released more dlc for pets which is essentially like the rest of the pack except you'd have to pay like 10 or 15 dollars for it right and the the sims community like went on a rampage <laughs> and, uh, and and guess what it's an ea game i mean like here's the thing like uh, uh rockstar you know this is so long ago now but when they really shoot a5 like you know there was the whole thing where they were like yeah online will be out in october online will be out in december and then it ended up being january and now granted there uh, there still is glitch there is it's for a game like that there always is going to be glitches but they didn't put an unfinished pot like they didn't fin- put an unfinished product out um you know they 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 took their time and like i mean they disappointed fans by waiting but they didn't put a game out where you know you had to buy something else like like that so i don't know just right. something i was comparing it to but yeah i i know what you're talking about the sims um so. All right. Well, before we end up starting a riot against EA, let's go ahead and move <laughs> on to the to the next uh, next story. I have yeah, everyone tweet hashtag fuck EA. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next topic. Um, this is kind of in the same realm of getting fucked in the ass. But so you guys, you guys, uh, do you guys have Netflix accounts? Like your own yes. accounts? I do. Okay. And how much do you pay a month for it? Um, well, I right now I think I pay. I don't even know ten or eleven dollars. Right now, that's all I'm asking. Uh, yeah, thirteen. Okay. Well, bad news for you. Netflix is announcing another uh, price raising or another yeah, price hike. Man, like another one. I yep. see in that. Yeah. Um. So the Associated Press reported that um eight the basic eight dollars per month streaming will be raised to nine dollars. Um, the higher tier one, the the normal eleven dollar plan will be increased to thirteen dollars, and then the highest tier plan, which offers four K Ultra HD, will go from fourteen dollars to sixteen dollars. These prices will roll out roll out to existing subscribers over the next three months, and new subscribers will find them active immediately. Um, so look, Netflix is obviously one of the most popular websites for watching movies. But I just gotta ask you guys, what the fuck are they doing? So, um, I'm running out of money. <laughs> here's the thing with Netflix. Like, I I remember back in the I don't know. I was probably still in elementary school or middle school. Like, it was eight dollars, and that was it. And you got everything with it. But now, like, it seems like every one, you know, every little bit now that they keep raising it. Also, another thing is like, you know, Netflix has good stuff and whatnot. Like, they have some good stuff, but like. They have a lot of shit on there too. Like that, yep. I don't know how people watch. Like, you know, there's certain things. I'll, like, I I keep Netflix for like certain things. Like, I mean, I I keep it, you know, to, essentially to give me something else to watch. Like, I have Hulu and stuff like that, which is cool as well. But, I think Hulu is better. Um, I th- I don't know. I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I like certain shows. So, like, you know, Hulu has like How I Met Your Mother and Seinfeld, which are like two shows I really like. But like. Netflix says friends. I'm like, I like that show. So like, I like, I I have to keep separate services because like they have shows that I like on both. But like, 
I, I think for like really either of them, like there's a lot of shit they have on there. Like that, I don't know why like they still have on there. Like I, not that many people can be watching it. Like literally, like Netflix has like porn documentary. Like they they have like I don't know if it's porn documentaries like in particular, but they have like like these documentaries about like this stupid shit. Like I don't know like who the fuck is watching that. Like like take that bullshit off. Keep, like let me keep my money. Like if that's what like if you're spending money to keep that putting that show out. Like, like it's dumb to me. I don't know. I mean, like, I just remember when Netflix was simple and it was eight dollars, and now it's like it right. It just rises every month at this point. Yeah, um, I, I, I will say though, like, I'm not one to really fall victim of it because I switched from to Hulu like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, one thing I really like about Hulu that Netflix doesn't have is like I can watch live yeah, TV. Yeah, that, that's like I don't. I, I, I don't even I don't even need a cable plan anymore just because I can watch on Hulu. Yeah, that, that's that's huge. Hulu doing that was a huge step, um, right? For sure. And it, it's like, so there, like, yeah, like you said earlier, there are some better shows. Like me and Rachel made not too long ago, just just uh, watched Bird Box like uh, last week or two weeks ago, right. um, which I thought was a good movie. Uh, don't get me wrong, um, but. You know that those I feel like those are almost far and few in between. The, the, I, like I said, the, I mean, they're <laughs> at least nowadays. I remember, like, remember when Netflix originals used to actually be somewhat decent. Now they're just not. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna argue the latter that they are better than they've ever been. Wow! All right, let's hear this. I mean, <laughs> think about this, man. We have shows like Stranger Things. Like Stranger Things is obviously a great show. Everyone loves Bird Box. Um, they have a lot of like. They do a lot of Marvel heroes, like they did the Punisher, new season of that about to come out. Mm-hmm. Like all really good shows. Like obviously, I can't think of everything off the top of my head, but I, I mean, one show that I really like from them is uh, Last Chance You, which is basically mm-hmm. a show about football. Um, like they go to like these colleges that are, yeah, uh, they're 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 elite junior colleges, uh, and they they have a lot of guys that you know have uh, troubled backgrounds and stuff. They'll go there and like basically play football and you know they're straightening themselves out but um you know i i, I i'm kind of biased on this anyway because i'm not a big show and movie watcher like i watch show like my girl gets on me about this all the time because like it's just the way it is but like i i'm such a sports watcher that i'd rather do that like 10 times more than watching a movie or something like that like i'd rather watch uh a random college basketball game or a random hockey game or a random baseball game than like watch a movie. Like that's just me. But like, I don't like, I, I watch a lot of the same stuff on Netflix like and, and Hulu for that matter as well. Right. Like I don't really care about all this other shit. Like it just, you know, so I, I'm kind of biased on that, but. And also think about all the, uh, Brittany, I know you're not a fan of comedy or stand up comedy, but. Like oh, all the, the specials they have on Netflix, man. Like I, I do like that. Like the Dave Chappelle. Uh, yeah, I mean, were good. Comedy is really big right now, so I think Netflix. I think you know they have all the deals with the comedians, all the one-hour specials. Those are all so good. Don't get me wrong. Netflix is doing some things right, but it just you know wasn't it wasn't too long ago where they upped the price. Uh, you know, from you know up to whatever it was thirteen dollars yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I, you're right. To be honest, I don't know what I'm. I'm paying off the top of my head because I have, you know, a subscription with Hulu and it all comes in at the same time. But I know it was very recently that they upped the price. And, um, 
It sucks. I mean, look, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm probably still going to keep it. But if it keeps going up, I mean, uh, they're they're going to, you know, they got to make it affordable. So, um, you know, I, yeah. I, I hope it doesn't go up any more than it is now. So, I like, I'm sure you guys, like, you probably don't want the price to be increased. But do, do you guys, like, understand, I, I guess? Like, do you think it makes sense? I mean, Not, any opportunity to make more money makes yeah. sense. Well, well I mean, no, I mean, I mean, for, I mean, from y'all's perspective, like, do you think it, it? Okay, I should, I should ask. Do you think it'd be good for them? I'm not going to sit here and say don't make money. Like that's their business. That's what they're supposed to do. But it, it's well, from, I'm asking from a, con- a consumer. No, no, but I'm I'm getting that to that because like as a consumer, it sucks. I mean, like you don't you. Uh, has anything really changed on there like drastically where I, I warrant a price change where I want to pay more? No, not necessarily. I, I don't think there's anything. For, now, I, you know, again, I, I might not watch as much as other people do, but there's not something on there where I'm like, you know, damn, you added this. You know, I should, uh, I should, you know, want, have to pay more money. Like one thing that didn't happen, thankfully, like they were, going to take off um off friends from netflix um which i've watched that show like so much like that's one of my favorite shows of all time um so like if they took it off like it sucks i can't watch it anymore but like i've watched it a hundred times it doesn't matter but they 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 put that back you know they they got a deal and that's back on um but they ended up having to pay a shitload more money they did and there's another show like you'll like I'm, I'm a sucker for like '90s, like '90s, early 2000s, like sitcoms, stuff like that. So like, another show they had on there that I used to really like was Everybody Loves Raymond, and like they took that off. Like they, they, they take off the shows that I like, but keep the ones that are so shit. Like, as a consumer, I don't, I don't think I should be paying more. I understand where they're. Look again, they're gonna make their money where they can, but uh, for me as a consumer, I don't like that the price got raised for for what they're giving me i don't think there's been anything drastic where i'm like okay i should be paying more money for this now all right well let's go ahead i mean i'm on. never gonna admit to wanting to pay more money uh, yeah it's, it's that, hard to justify it as a consumer <laughs> yeah that's well no true. i understand that but but, uh, talk, but talking from a realistic standpoint like that's how i feel yeah all right well let's go ahead and move on to our next topic um okay so and that that is it with in case you missed it. So we're just going to wrap up the, uh, the show here with, uh, our, um, NFL prediction. Well, our NFL preview for the championship games, um, as we've been doing all year. So in the AFC, uh, we have the, uh, well, both brackets, actually, we have the one and two seeds, um, from each, each conference. Uh, so in the AFC, we got the Pats and the chiefs, um, and then in the NFC, we got the Saints and the Rams. So my prediction of the Eagles uh, getting to the Super Bowl is wrong, but you know why? Drew Brees didn't tear his ACL. That's why. Um, and, so, and and they didn't get in a plane crash. <laughs> so good thing that the the good thing for the Rams that the the Eagles lost because now they won't get into a plane crash. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Wow. <laughs> this, this is what I said. Come on now. I said the Eagles are the luckiest team in the league. Drew Brees repairs ACL in practice. The Rams' plan will go down. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's just, I, thankfully it didn't happen. But anyway, um, I guess we'll start with the AFC game. Um, 
the interesting about this game, uh, I've, I mean, the Pats are there again for, I think, the eighth straight year, which fucking pisses me off to no end. But uh, anyway, um, you know, this is the first, <clears throat> this only the second time, I, I, and, you know, I read this from, I think, an ESPN article. <clears throat> this is only the second time um, in the Brady era uh, that the Pats are a uh, not the favorite in a in a um, playoff game. Uh, I think it was like a playoff game after like the uh, the the NFC, the uh, the championship game in the Super Bowl, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, and the last time it happened was actually to the Chiefs in 2007. Um, which it was a game they won as well. So, you know, uh, as a, I guess, you know, we talked about how the, the Chiefs offense has been looking all year. An interesting point to this game, which was kind of a factor last week, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. Um, there is a uh, potentially severe uh, snowstorm system that's moving through the the Midwest to the Northeast, um, and the game is being played in Kansas City. Um, and they're saying it could, you know, bring a lot of snow uh, during the game or the day before the game. So that's something we're gonna have to keep an eye on. Um, but you know, like I said, it's 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 weird to see. Uh, it's just, by the way, it's also supposed to be extremely cold. Like uh, 15 degrees is the uh, is what they're saying for game day, but it could feel like less than zero. Um, which is insane. Um, you know, the thing that sucks about it is I don't want a game to be decided over weather. I think it should be, you know, that, that's not the thing, but that's just kind of how it works out. But, um, you know, it's uh, Pat Mahomes against Tom Brady. Pat Mahomes, the season he's having um, against, you know, the greatest playoff quarterback of all time. Um, didn't even have to add quarterback or didn't even have to add yeah, um, playoff I, there. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you're probably right about that. Um, but yeah, uh, I think as a prediction for me, man, it also one thing that's going to be weird is that the, the AFC championship game is not being played in New England. That's also a little weird. Yeah, that, that, that is weird. <laughs> um, I, I I can't I can't go against the Patriots, man. Like, you know, they're just there's. There's something about them, and it'll always be there. I think till Brady retires. Um, I I can't, I, I can't predict against them. They're 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 too good. Um, I, I'll I'll say, I'll I'll say Patriots, and I'll say they'll win by. I think it's gonna be. I, I think it will be close. I'll give the Chiefs that. I think it's gonna be like a field goal like type game. Um, but I'll say the Patriots. What about you guys? Oh, I'll just say, um, I, I, I agree with you. It'll be close. Like maybe like a single possession or something like that. Um, I do think the chiefs though are, um, I, I do think that they're the hotter team right now. And like, they have, they have the advantage of being hot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think you would probably agree with me on that one at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Patriots have the advantage of being the Patriots. Um, so, but but here here's here's what I do. What I will say. So Kansas City is playing at home, and they're playing in weather. I wouldn't even necessarily say weather they're used to, but like they're they will have I guess somewhat of the advantage. I guess in that um, in that case, 
you know, knowing, you know, playing in Foxborough, you know, it's still pretty cold, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know, may- maybe, uh, maybe, maybe something about like, you know, playing in Kansas City will be different for them. I will say, I think this game is going to be a shootout that'll be decided by maybe last possession. Mm-hmm. I'll have the Chiefs winning thirty-four to thirty. I think the last uh, the last time these teams played, it was what forty to it was like forty to thirty-nine or something like that. And I think last time the one these teams played in the regular season, you said it was going to come down to the last possession, and it did. So, yeah, uh, Zach, you got a, you have a prediction for this? Uh, you know, um, prediction? No, because I'm sort of a casual NFL. I, well, get, who do, who do you think Watcher. wins this game? I mean, I really think it's hard to say versus like what Brendy was saying. It's a hot team versus you know a playoff veteran team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I was to bet my money, I'd bet on the Patriots. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I want the Chiefs to win, obviously. Uh, I mean, like I said, I can't bet against the Patriots. It's just... And as far as the uh, Rams and Saints go, I think the Saints are going to win. Oh, okay. I mean, we're gonna get to that now, uh, as uh, this is that's the last thing Brundy wants to hear. Uh, but yeah, the the NFC game uh, we have the uh, the Rams and the Saints. Um, the Saints kind of barely squeaked by against the Eagles. I mean, they were fourteen points down and came back, but uh, but that was because. And as for the the Dallas and the Rams game, I mean, the Rams. Uh, Barely got through that. Uh, one thing that's kind of, as this is just kind of a side note, but it's cool for me is uh, C.J. Anderson, who they brought in and like week fifteen or sixteen, when Gurley got hurt. Uh, former running back for the uh, Broncos has had a phenomenal uh, couple games. I mean, he's rushed over a hundred yards every game he's played uh, with them, um, which is awesome to see. I mean, he was kind of he got cut by the Broncos, and and look, I mean, I didn't want to see that, but it worked out for them with Philip Lindsay. Um, but you know he went to the Panthers. They got he they cut him. Went to the Raiders. They cut him, and now he's kind of found a home with the Rams. Uh, not a home. I mean, because there's still girl there, but he's been a, a clutch performer for them. So I'd like to see. Uh, it's good to see. He was always a good guy for the Broncos. But anyway, um, that was a close game, and and now we have a a game that uh, again in the regular season was a shootout. Um, for the most part, I mean, the Saints had gotten out to a big lead in that game, but the Rams came back. Um, you know, this game is in New, uh, New Orleans. Um, this one's tough to predict for me. This the, the, this one, like, I, for me, I think the Pats win. Like, I'm pretty – not that I'm confident about it, but, like, it's the Patriots, so, like, I, I have them. But in this game, it's tough. Um, if – if I had a prediction, I'll go. I'll go. Um, I'll go Saints. Um, do I have a, a firm reason for that? Not really. Uh, but I'll go Saints. Um, and and say that it's uh, again. I I I think you know for an entertainment purpose, these two games we have are coming up are going to be the the. You know, we couldn't ask for better games. I think they'll both be shootouts and really good games. But like I said, I think that'll be close as well. Uh, Brandy, you have uh, what is your prediction for this? Um, so obviously, I'm cheering for the Rams just because I'm anti Saints. <laughs> like honestly, it, it's so funny too because like if it was like Rams, 
Bucks or Rams versus Panthers, I'd you know I might be intrigued to go for them, but I'd probably still pick the Rams. But um, as for the Saints, though, I'm like anti Saints just because I feel like their fans are like one of the most annoying in the league. <laughs> you know, next to the Steelers, of course, the Steelers are probably the worst. The page, the the Eagles. Come on, okay, okay, no, no, say, no, man, like, okay well, you got to admit those Steelers fans are pretty bad too. The, like, I the, mean, the Saints have the worst fans in the league next to the Patriots, the Steelers. <laughs> the... <laughs> oh no, 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 no. No, nah, I mean, look, it, it might, it, it's, it's definitely biased because I, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people say the Eagles have the worst. Well, fans no, they, no, no, I, I, I didn't think about the. I, but like, I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're a Falcons fan, so it definitely makes it, you know, with the Saints. But either way, continue your point. <laughs> All right. So anyway, like, like I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hoping for a, uh, you know, a Rams victory just so I can, you know, be happy and you know sleep well at night. So I don't, <laughs> I don't care if the Patriots win the Super Bowl as long as long as the Saints don't. Um, all right. But anyway, so my my prediction, um, I, I will say, I was a little bit more worried about the Saints um, than uh, than most, just because of. Uh, you know, Drew Brees, uh, you know, a more uh, definitely an improved defense compared to years past where, like, they didn't have a defense. Right. Um, and, like, I'm pretty sure they didn't even have a defensive coordinator. <laughs> um, but, but no, I they, they've definitely improved on defense. I will say the game against the Eagles kind of made me think, okay, they're definitely beatable. Yeah, um, for sure. So... I'm basing this more on the fact that the Rams with the high power, I think probably the better better offense than the Eagles. Um, and, oh, the yeah, Saints, sure. and the Saints definitely have a penetrable defense. Um, so I'll I'll have the Rams winning. Uh, I'm trying I'm trying to think of a viable score. I'll 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 have I'll have the Rams winning thirty to twenty. Now is is the Rams Chiefs Super Bowl like that's the Super Bowl you want? That was to see, my right? like, that was, yeah that was my pick. And I'm pretty that's sure that's the Super Bowl everyone wants to see. Well, uh, that's that, that was my pick at the beginning of the playoffs. You, it was. Um, now one thing I will say, like I, uh, <laughs> you know, you're talking about the Saints. Like you don't want to see them. Like as a Broncos fan, like I, the Chiefs are our right. Like I, I would say the Chiefs are right now probably our biggest rivals. But like. Like, you know, I kind of want to, like, if I'd rather see them win than the Patriots, like, it's just, I don't know, it's something about it. And, and I hate to say this, again, being a Broncos fan, but, like, Pat, Patrick Mahomes is, like, easily one of my favorite players in the league this year, like, with what he's done. Like, it's hard not to like him with what he's done. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I think the, the Saints and the Falcons might have a little bit more of a rivalry anyway than the Broncos and the Chiefs, but just had to put that out there. But either way, um, we're going to wrap up. Uh, the podcast here with a new little uh, segment, I guess you want to say, uh, that we're going to kind of try out and see if it sticks. But uh, Zach, uh, as we've mentioned before, is big into music um, and uh, big into to your, you know, maybe less known SoundCloud guys, Underground, and stuff like that. So uh, we're going to have Zach's track of the week um, along with his thought of the week <laughs> um, where he kind of gives us a uh, track that, uh, you know, a song that he, you know, likes and, uh, you know, maybe give some publicity to the uh, right. to the SoundCloud guy. So, yeah, go ahead with and that. I'll, uh, I'll try to change it up. You know, I won't stick with the same John every week. Like, 
maybe I'll go at the same genre two weeks in a row, but I'll try to just, you know, be all over the place with it. So it's not always just the same. Right. Um, This week's track of the week is ghost voices by virtual self hex cougar remix. I've put that out on my Twitter. It's on the uh, come play page. There's a link to the song. You can go there to check it out. Cool. It's a really good song. If you like EDM bass music, give it a, give it a listen. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, uh, yeah, it, does, this, does this guy like normally make like really good music? Like, is it rated? Uh, it's just one track that I like. Okay. I haven't really listened to much of his other stuff. Okay, well, I'll definitely take a listen. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of like you know EDM. So we'll wrap up the podcast here. Um, this has been episode 17 of the podcast. We're chugging along here, um, and it's been really good stuff. But again, if you want to contact us, you can contact us on Twitter at Come Play Network um, and find all the stuff there um, in terms of what we're posting. And, you know, we'll post stuff about sports and everything with the podcast. So uh, you can check us out there. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, leave a like, subscribe uh, if you enjoyed the, uh, the episodes or are enjoying the episodes. Uh, and we will catch you next week on episode 18 of the Come Play podcast. Peace. Peace.